Welcome back to the Wannabe Jedi podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Josh. And today we're going to be talking about Asaz Ventress. Josh, I'm giddy. Huh? I'm giddy. You're giddy? Yeah, I'm giddy. Asaj Ventress. Ventress is just one of my favorite characters that came out of the TV series. Um, yeah. She... I think that she is a absolute badass, and you know, if that was someone that I could meet in the Star Wars universe, I'd probably meet Ventress, minus the part where I, you know, will probably die. But <laughs> yeah, I, I feel not like wrong. Very good character, very strong character. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for it. Um, what are your feelings towards Ventress? Uh, so Ventress. Um, when I first saw Clone Wars and I saw like the first episode with her and like she was trying to send everything at Yoda and um, that plan, I think it was actually the first episode of Clone Wars. Um, I just thought, you know, and, and she's an interesting character because, you know, she's under Dooku and under, of course, uh, Emperor Palpatine or Palpatine or Darth Sidious. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I thought she had a lot of potential from the first season to the last season. She definitely grew as a character. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, I think, you know, at first I didn't think much of her. But at the end, I thought, you know, she's actually a pretty good character. And she has a pretty good arc throughout the whole Clone Wars. So, yeah. So for me, um, I play Star Wars The Old Republic still kind of religiously. And I actually didn't know. Well, I, I knew what type of species Ventress was because of that game. And so her species type is a Zabrak, which is a Dothamirian. Um, as everyone knows, if they've seen the Clone Wars, um, she is from Dathomir. Um, but Zabrak is the actual species name of the people like Darth Maul and um, Ventress. So I actually knew that pretty early on, which made it uh, pretty exciting for me um, as, I, as I played. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing a Zabrak. It was that Brachian person for the first time, which was really cool for, for me. Um, another reason why you should play that game. Yeah. Well, she's yeah, she's so she's like a knight she's a knight sister, right? And which we'll get into, um, because that is a whole <laughs> nother thing that I want to talk about as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's the team that you uh in Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. That's like your team. Yep, the Knight Sisters. I think that the Knight Sisters provide such a different use of the force a different kind of religion with the force which I, I i find to be very unique and for that reason i like it um but without further ado let's jump into the beginning of ventress as i said before um she is from dathomir um and she was born a little bit before the clone wars and her first appearance i believe is in the clone wars movie and then followed up with the clone wars tv show um mm -hmm. and then from there she's also in a couple of books um, and that kind of wraps up all of her lineage to this point. Maybe they'll throw something in with the new Clone Wars series. Um, we yeah. don't know. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they utilize her going forward. We might see her even coming up later in different shows, um, which we will talk about as well. So, um, yeah. And yeah. we do want to say that the fourth episode of the new Clone Wars season just released, uh, last Friday, another one releases tomorrow for us. Wait, but that means that they know when we recorded this episode. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, 
Ventress, like you said, she was in the Clone Wars movie and in the Clone Wars TV shows. Um, I mean, do we want to start off with like her, like we talked about a little bit about her background, but like what she did for like the separatists, separatists. Um, I, I think we start off there and then we work our way because we don't see the all the Night Sisters until later on. So I think we start with the uh, separatists. Okay. Sorry, I mean Confederacy of Independent Systems. We really shouldn't be calling them seppies. That's very oh, offensive. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the CIS. And yes, Battlefront 2005 would say exactly. Um, so yeah, Ahsoka through the Clone Wars, or sorry, why did I say Ahsoka? Asajj Ventress through the Clone Wars is like an assassin for Count Dooku and for the CIS. So Count Dooku, whenever he doesn't want to personally go on an endeavor to just say capture a system, sometimes he sends Asajj to fetch and kind of take over the world and meet the leaders and anything like that. She does it. She's very sneaky. Right, Matt? Yeah, yeah. I quite enjoy how she uses stealth. And and to be honest, she has a lot of wit. When you think about some of the ways that she was able to escape during the Clone Wars, like she used her surroundings really effectively. Um, So I'd argue that she's a very cunning warrior in that as well. Um, But more than just being an assassin, she was also an ambassador. And I think that's something important to highlight was that she had this, at least the charisma to be able to negotiate with these leaders to join the separatists, CIS, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> so for me, I feel like that's very interesting. And that also goes back to her original teaching was that she was originally a Padawan or the Jedi Order. Yeah. And then didn't her master actually you know gets uh killed right in front of her Mm -hmm. and that was kind of her spiral towards the dark side was um the hate i guess you can say the the hate that she grew because her master was killed yes you (laughs) yes exactly um so yeah so she is a, a very intelligent assassin and ambassador and i think that that's the most important things to highlight is that's how we're introduced to her we when in the first episode that we see her, which is the one where Yoda's trying to negotiate with the Toydarians. Okay, so I was oh the Toy yeah, I couldn't remember the race name. The Toydarians. Yes. yes. Yeah, the Jedi mind tricks don't work on them, remember. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, Watto. Watto. Um anyhow. Um and so she is there as a negotiator as an ambassador for the CIS. Now, obviously it doesn't go as planned, but that's where we're first introduced. We're not introduced to her with double lightsabers being the assassin that we come to know. So mm. they very much layer in this depth with her character. Yeah. And even like, I was, I was thinking about like the first season animation of the Clone Wars, like by the, the f- third and fifth season of Clone Wars, it got like really good with like her, her movements and everything, even though, you know, it was still good in the first season, but like just talking about the animation of like, because she's so so versatile to go through like any kind of terrain that it's pretty pretty cool to like you know see how their animation in Clone Wars evolves with the, with everybody but even Asajj Ventress as well. Yeah, when you what well, I remember thinking back to when she rescues um I believe it's Newt Gunray from the Republic stronghold um and she is jumping in and out of the vents. It's kind of clunky when you first see it, but that was like season two. And now you look ahead 
um, to even like season four or five where, you know, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but where she helps Ahsoka out and they have an, mm-hmm. you know, weird alliance. Um, you see that movement and see that agility. And I, I, I like that a lot. Um, as yeah. I said, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of her character, so I, I won't complain too much. <laughs> um, so moving on in her timeline, I know like, uh, so kind of her brothers, um, are, well, okay, let's, 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 before I go into like, um, Darth Maul and Savage Press, let's go and talk about how Count Dooku betrayed Ventress. I don't think Count Dooku betrayed Ventress. You don't, I think, you don't think I, so? I think Ventress was naive to think that this couldn't possibly happen. Yeah. Um, okay. With that, so she felt betrayed, obviously, but then again, she's also pretty young. I, obviously, it seems like she's around a little bit older than Ahsoka, but not by much. Um, yeah. So she's still young and she's still learning, you know, who to, who to trust, especially as a Sith, as someone that doesn't trust anyone. She still mm-hmm. had that trust in Count Dooku. So I think it is kind of her fault. But anyway, so as we're talking about it, um, yeah. Count Dooku basically did not do a very good job of hiding his apprentice. Um, and yeah. therefore you have uh, Palps um, basically commanding... Say- Mm-hmm. Well, he knew he knew about her. Like that's the whole reason why. Correct, and he felt threatened by her because he thought she was getting too powerful, and so because mm-hmm. of that, he ordered Dooku to kill her. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a major betrayal, um, of any sorts. But it's also naive of Ventress to not plan for that. At least you know, like as someone as a, as a chess player, like I I play chess. I'm thinking about different options. And yeah. and I feel like she being as cunning and witty as we've already highlighted um mm. should have had those options already kind of thought about. Yeah. She was getting too she was she was too not safe, but she was too comfortable for her liking. Yep, I agree completely. Um but because of that betrayal, we got to dive into a whole new universe, which is something I love and that's why I have talked about before we need more tv shows we got to see <laughs> a new planet and a new race well kind of a new race in that it's something that hasn't been made it to the screen before and we got dathomir and the night sisters Woo. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so dathomir was the home world of just of uh, the Zabrakian people, the, the, yeah, the Zabraks, and not only like the the Night Sisters who were like all the females, and but the Zabrak warriors who were the males, and Darth Maul was you know a part of there, and as well as his brother Savage Press, and I guess it, they also call Asajj Ventress their sister. So it's like a, it's kind of like a, a different culture on that planet. Well, and speaking of that culture, I think this is something really important to highlight. This was back in when we were introduced to the Night Sisters and Dathomir, probably what, 2006, 2007? Uh, yeah, around there. And that is way ahead of its time to have women or female gender be the leaders of a race. Obviously, today in our society, we are still struggling with that, especially in the US. Um, but I think it's very powerful to see that the women were in charge and had like that 
sense of control. I really liked the work that Dave Filoni did with that and developing these characters. I don't believe that it was canon before then that the women were in charge. And so I, I find that to be very strong. That's just something I wanted to bring up before yeah, we continue. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, looking at Star Wars, there's not very there's not a presence of, you know, a lot of females, at least in the original trilogy. But, you know, having this world, it does, like you said, it does have a big milestone to it. Yeah, definitely worth noting. Um, but because of this, we and obviously we're discussing Ventress, but we also can't overlook about Mother Talzin and her influence, which is something I would a character Josh and I will definitely cover later on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But Mother Talzin's influence on Asajj had played a huge role in what's to come in in that seeking revenge. So you, you can tell that T- Mother Talzin is worse than um ventress in terms of being any, evil and even any of the the night sisters she was the leader she she was even the leader of the zaprak warriors she was she would go and you know anything that she said would be put into fruition yeah so she was a definitely a very evil lady and had that influence to then basically have ventress pursue killing um or attempting to Count kill Dooku. Count Dooku, which yeah. ultimately fails. And they got pretty close. like Twice. They got really close. Yeah. Um, one time they had to go invisible, and like they, they took Jedi lightsabers, blue and green lightsabers, and they tried to mask it. The Jedi were trying to kill him instead of uh, Asajj and the other Night Sisters. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only thing is, she's supposed to be a world-renounced like assassin. She can't even murder Count Dooku. Pathetic. <laughs> I mean that that is her master though. It is her master. I, I think that she definitely had a sense of betrayal, but she didn't want to abandon him. I think that if Dooku if she was in that tower with Dooku again and Dooku was like, mm-hmm. No, I want you back, you just have to basically do what you just did, be in the shadows, live in the shadows, I think she would do it. Yeah. Okay, okay. I I could see. Yeah. I could see that. I don't know. There's like a lot of hate, so maybe I might take the the opposite stance to that, just because she does have a lot of hate, and like, I know she does have like a soft a soft spot for like her masters, but I think she was ready to move on, and when she dedicated herself to the Night Sisters back in the Night Night Sisters, I think, I think she she was done with Count Dooku. Definitely, that's fair. my my definitely my fair. feeling. Yeah. What did you think about you know their plan with Savage? I know we we that's another character that we can talk probably an hour for. But, like, she and Mother Talzin were, like, the ones that were, like, the head. Yeah. I think in terms of forwarding the plot of Clone Wars, and then, as we talked about previously with Obi-Wan and bringing back Savage and Maul, I thought that that was brilliant. Um, That was a great way to introduce a character. The only thing was, I don't think it was a very thought-out plan. They they basically took away any independent thinking of Savage, and I think that what you almost have to do to defeat Dooku is have that free will and that cunning wit, um, which is something that yeah. obviously Ventress had, and then Anakin, who ultimately did kill Count Dooku, you know, by the hands of Palpatine. But <laughs> yeah. um, when you look at it, I, I think that they failed in that there was no free will, there was no real independent thought of Savage. Well, they also gave him, they also gave Savage a lot of magic and like that wasn't his natural form. 
he wasn't a warrior like Maul. He wasn't, you know, another type of assassin like Asajj. He was just a regular Zabrak warrior trying to get by. And then they conjured him up with a bunch of mag- magic and led him into a uh, train with Dooku. So, but again, let's, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Savage, but it, it, is, it does relate to Asajj. Savage, Asajj. Oh my gosh, I just realized that now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but moving off of that, I have a kind of fun fact. Cool fact. Mm-hmm. Um, Ventress is the only Force character in all of Star Wars to have two lightsabers the entire time. Interesting. I mean, you can't count Interesting. Grievous because he had four arms. He's. Yeah. But she, she's the Plus, only one. They weren't technically his lightsabers either. Uh, Yes, correct. And she was the only one that, to my knowledge, and, you know, you out there, listener, if you know of someone else who double lightsaber wielding um, Jedi or Sith, please correct us. We would love to hear it. Um, We're talking about actual, like, screen time, not video games, not non-canon books. We're We're talking about strictly canon filmography. Uh, well, Darth Sidious, I mean, he had... He had two lightsabers, technically. Technically, but we haven't but... seen it on screen. Uh, yeah. When he fought Savage, when Savage died, and with um, I, I, I I'm talking about. <laughs> I yes, I do remember. I know what you're talking about. I was talking about of all time, like Ventress from start to finish. Oh, the yes, whole yes. time. Yes, yes. Um, okay. Which is Fair something enough. I wish Ray might have had. Um, especially when it was leading up in episode nine, but that's, that's, that's Ray podcast. That's Ray podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a long one. Um, but yeah, so I, 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 that was the first time I've ever seen something like that happen. Interesting. And I wish they did more of that personally, just my hot take. Um, so talking about Asajj's lightsaber, what did you think about her design? It's kind of replicated kind of Count Dooku's, what is it, Count, they both knew like Form 1 or Form 2. Listener, if you're out there. You <laughs> correct can, us uh, on that. Correct me. Um, yes, yeah, so she yeah. has, I, I'm pro-curved hilt. I'm pro-curved hilt. Um, it re- represents um, fencing. Yes. Like, that's the whole thing with uh, the different uh, curved lightsabers. It gives them an upper hand with their form of... Uh, lightsaber dueling and um yeah allows them to be a little bit more versatile with it and more engaging with yeah i'm 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 pro curved hilt um i think that's something that we can definitely talk about eventually just like different things that we would love if if we were in the star wars universe what would we have um and i'll you know what i'll tease (laughs) a little preview for you guys out there um i would i would go with dual wielding curved lightsabers Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I've, we'll uh, have Josh talk about that when we eventually do this. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still thinking about mine, but I, I kind of, I have a favorite lightsaber, but yeah, thinking about if I would have dual wield or um, double sided, yeah. but let's, uh, so, so you liked her lightsaber. I, I liked her lightsaber as well. You know, it did show that she was like an apprentice to Count Dooku. What I do want to talk about is that she paired up with a lot of like different protagonists like so the people on the light side during the clone wars like obi-wan ahsoka i think even a, a anakin at one point for yep. a tiny bit of time but obi-wan i feel like they've ahsoka Saj and um obi-wan have had 
this kind of different they've had a connection you know even though it's like it's not like an intimate connection but it was it was a <laughs> battle of the wits it felt like um they always both seem yeah. to have some uh quicker marks for one another which was really enjoyable actually i i, I like that back and forth that it always felt like to me obi-wan ahsoka anakin it was uh it was more of a battle of wits than it was good versus evil it was it like i was talking about with referencing to chess it was a chess match between all of them which i i found to be quite enjoyable i and it also added to the depth of ventress um which is something that we've hinted at before is that she evolved quite a lot through the clone war series and hopefully in coming series as well um yeah yeah i mean I think that like Obi Wan had a soft spot. I was watching like a YouTube video, and I think that I watched somebody who said like Obi Wan had a soft spot for Asajj. I don't know why. I mean, I, I only saw the title of the the video, but I, yeah, I, it's apparent. It is apparent in uh, Clone Wars. So that makes yeah. that begs the question: I, Do you I, think Obi Wan yeah. felt like he could save Ventress? From the dark side because obviously she was a padawan beforehand and mm. assumably a little bit she was probably a little bit younger than obi-wan so obi-wan and ventress would have engaged with one another prior to when we see it so do you think that he is still being reminded of the padawan that he knew and did he feel he could save her i i, I feel like obi-wan probably had some kind of thought to save her you know, the same question could be of Yoda. Yoda definitely remembers Asajj. And, you know, they've had different um, scenarios where they have been in in combat or been in a rivalry during the first episode, especially. And I just, I think, I think that, you know, Yoda is content, you know, that that was her decision. You know, she's on the, she's on the CIS side and Count Duke, uh, uh, apprentice or assassin to count dooku but i think obi-wan did have something he was trying to probably save her or just kind of bring her back into more of the light i'm not gonna say fully into the light but just more into it which you know end up kind of kind of did have it she she kind of went back more into the light she becomes almost like a gray jedi in a way not i won't say jedi but she was a gray force user um and that's something that I really enjoy, yeah. and I will talk about that after this quick break. And we're back. We're still talking about Asajj Ventress. And we're talking briefly about how Obi-Wan had a soft spot for Asajj, but talking about different people she's teamed up with, like especially Jedi, um, and about how she could be some kind of a, a Grey Force user. Uh, we are going to talk about how she teamed up with Ahsoka Tano. And this is where we see Ventress grow the most. Um, it really felt much less like good versus evil as just survival. Um, and I found that to be very, very enjoyable to watch. Like we, we saw an unlikely team and, and it goes without saying like, you know, in strange times make for, or uh, what is it? Hard, hard times make for strange bedfellows, you know? Um, 
and you really see that with Ventress and Ahsoka teaming up to on Coruscant to help clear Ahsoka's name. Um, then that also brings out the mystery of where did Ventress go next, um, which we'll discuss later. But I think that that really highlights how Ventress kind of learned that hate wasn't the only answer. Mm-hmm. Um, Dark side wasn't the only answer. And that's why I'd classify her after all of that to be a gray force user, not a light side, not a dark side, but almost like towards the end, I won't say necessary evil, um, mm-hmm. but a good heart overall. Yeah. I mean, going back to, so the, like she helped Ahsoka when she was accused, Ahsoka was accused for, you know, treason against the Republic and against the Jedi order. Um, so, Eventually, she was like, you know, questioned why she was helping. But all she really wanted after after she left the CIS and became a bounty hunter, she wanted to clear her name of any war crimes she had. And that's like the whole thing why she was trying to help Ahsoka. She wasn't good. She wasn't bad. But she wanted to be in that neutral zone. I think she kind of realized that, you know, a lot of people will say that no one's a winner in a war. Um, and that's very true, and I think that Ventress saw that and was looking to just become neutral and move on with her life. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder, let me ask you this question. What do you think? Did she get her lightsabers back after, you know, um, Barris Ophi took it? Because during the Ahsoka arc, when at the end, uh, Barris stole her red lightsabers, her curved red lightsabers, took him back to the Jedi Temple. And then when Anakin was doing some research, questioning Barriss, uh, they eventually got into a lightsaber fight where uh, Barriss inevitably gets captured by uh, Anakin because, you know, he, he does have all that emotion and he was able to overpower um, uh, uh, Barriss in a lightsaber duel. I don't know if she ever... Actually, I do know this answer. Um, so she did not. She ended up having to create a new lightsaber off the black market. Um, and I actually looked into it a little bit because I thought it would be relevant for us. And she mm-hmm. ends up using a yellow lightsaber that was purchased off the black market, indicating, and as you all know, because I'm sure you guys are all familiar with this, it's for people that are meant to be getting their hands kind of dirty, doing undercover work. So they're not... Uh, always on the very light side and so i feel like that even you know highlights her character more as being kind of more of a gray horse user um Mm -hmm. is that she sees she tends to lean more light after that but she also is willing to get her hands dirty which i think sums up ventress very well at the end it's just like the temple guards i mean they're all kind of jedi but still have to get their hands dirty because just say something happens in the temple or they have to arrest a jedi it's kind of like that right yeah, exactly. Um, actually, in canon, the only ones other than Ventress with the... Uh, I, b- I believe that it's technically not canon that she has a yellow lightsaber, but I have yet to see anything correct me of that. But the only canon yellow lightsabers are Temple Guards. So, makes sense. And uh, and Ray at the end of episode 9. <sighs> uh, um, but yeah... But that's pretty cool. Um, I know she, going back to Obi-Wan, I know she 
uh, let Obi-Wan borrow the red lightsaber when Maul and Savage were going after him because Maul wanted his revenge on Obi-Wan. And so they teamed up. And then, yeah, I think Anakin, there's, you know, when Anakin was trying to find out if what was going on with Ahsoka at the at, at the end of Ahsoka's day in the Jedi Order and in the Republic, Anakin kind of gave a little bit of trust to Asajj, but Anakin would have would have killed Asajj then and there if if he if she didn't have any information. What do you think? I I agree completely. I think we could have seen the end for Ventress um, if Anakin was not pr- provided with the correct information. I I say that without a doubt, and I think that that pretty much sums up all that we have on Ventress prior to our theories. Would you agree, Josh? Uh, I have one more point, actually. So in the Clone Wars, uh, since she, after the fall of her being in like a potential Sith, as well as in the CAS, she became a bounty hunter. While becoming a bounty hunter, she teamed up with like Boba Fett, um, Aura Singh, was it Bosk too? And even Dangar is in the, in the train. I think it was like, a, there was one or three episodes, mm-hmm. there's three episodes for um, that arc. And she was the pretty much trying to get ahead and become like an actual, make a name for herself as being a bounty hunter. And, you know, that was, I think a little bit before when Ahsoka got, was put on trial, but yeah. Do you, do you remember that episode or? Yes, I do. Uh, um, you know, I understand that she has a certain set of skills. And so it makes sense why she became a bounty hunter. But as I mentioned before, I wish that there was other occupations out there. <laughs> In Ventress's aspect, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. But again, I do wish that there was other occupations out there that we could see. She could have even have been just like an informant and a spy, you know, something along those lines. I, I don't really know how that would have worked, <laughs> to be honest. But it was it was definitely, um, it made sense. It made sense. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, so I think I think she, I think as a profession for her, like we were talking about with Poe, you know, that he was a spice runner. Uh I think that her occupation actually fit after she left the CIS. I, I just think that, you know, she could have became a spy for somebody. She could have done something um, like that. I think that her becoming a bounty hunter actually sounds correct. At least, you know, maybe because I'm biased and I've already seen her being a bounty hunter. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think. I, I agree with that. Um, it's not to say that I... I don't think that that fit her role really well. It was Mm -hmm. more that I I want to see that branch out of different occupations within the Star Wars universe. Not everyone has to be a bounty hunter. Not everyone has to be a spice runner. Not everyone has to be a smuggler, you know? Um, And so I I think I'll keep harping on that. (laughs) Yeah. But transitioning now, um, I want to talk about some theories we have on Mm -hmm. Ventress and where we think the character could go. Theory number one for me is, or not theory, but discussion point number one for me is, do you think she will be in this season? Ooh. Um, of Clone Wars, let's just specify. I don't think so. I mean, okay, watching a little video about like a pre-rendering of like the when they were supposed to air this new season, I think they did have some rendering of Quinlan Voss and her because we know we'll talk about it at the you know close to the end of this podcast, but that they teamed up and they were you know trying to um, kill Count Dooku and trying to kill uh, Dar- Darth Sidious. But 
I think I don't think it, if none of the trailers really had her in it. Do you do you recall if they did? I thought maybe they would add it as a surprise because I know that Ventress has become a little bit of a favorite with Star Wars fans. So I thought that might be a nice little surprise to include her, um, you know, without putting her in the trailer. But I don't think it'll happen. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we we are getting closer to wrapping up that series. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't foresee it happening. Um, it would be a nice touch if it, if she was in there, but it also has to fit with the storyline that they're currently conveying. So now that we've talked about most of the theories on the uh, of, of Ventress, um, I do have one more fun fact before we kind of uh, wrap this thing up. And that is Ventress was originally designed in Attack of the Clones, episode two. No, 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 no. Before? Episode two, Attack of the Clones was her first concept art. I did did not know this. Yes, this is very interesting. And that she was supposed to resemble a samurai, and she was actually supposed to be the apprentice of Palpatine, which, as we know, became Dooku. So she was originally, potentially, the bad guy, bad girl, from episode to attack the clones initially this is and her mind her original designs yes it's it's very interesting i didn't even know this until i started looking it up um but yeah she is supposed to be um or that was her original first sketches early on and you should wow. look it up it's on the uh the wikipedia page down at the bottom wow. um it's like right before the the ends so you can see her first original sketch um yeah so this was definitely very interesting and i personally love it i don't know about you um but i i I do love that just because a character doesn't work for whatever doesn't end up happening like in this case she was originally designed as palpatine's apprentice they were able to recycle and reuse and i think that that's very powerful that they have these ideas that they don't want to let go and they Mm want to because it just breathes star wars and i think that that's something that the ventress design really does yeah I mean, she was first seen like before, like her and uh, Grievous were seen before the actual uh, canon Clone Wars. They were in like this 2003 version and um, she was actually pretty, she was pretty uh, powerful in that series. She fought a bunch of Jedi and she still had like that assassin feeling to it, but pretty much she got, ended up getting, uh, I don't know, maybe she got killed, but pretty much it portrays Anakin and her fighting and Anakin getting up the upper hand and then this cliff breaking and her falling into a canyon and it just like fades to black for her and then Anakin's shown with his his anger and his frustration and that animation style was actually very interesting it was it portrayed her in a different pretty much a black and white tone but yeah that was it was cool and then I do want to talk about the end of her life. So we talked about that briefly, um, right? And her and Quinlan Voss were teaming up to kill Count Dooku and Darth Sidious. Um, they went back to the planet of Christophsis and they were trying to get the upper hand of trying to kill the, the Sith Lords. But in the end, um, Asajj ended up giving up her life to uh, save Quinlan Voss. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know, Matt, did you 
have anything on this or not too much um not too much really i kind of expected there to be an ending to her storyline not every single you know it's it's okay that there are characters that are wrapped up uh ventress being one of them i personally just would love to see more of her you know um if there's any ea people out there they should definitely <laughs> add her to uh the star wars battlefront 2 um 2017, 2017. edition yeah that's what people really want. They want Ahsoka and they want Asajj. I'd be for it. I would definitely. I think you do both at the same time. I think there's no way around it. You have to do both or none, and I am am a firm believer in both. So the final note I have is that the actress, the voice actress of Ventress, is Nika Futterman. Um, she voiced all of ventress and all the various projects and for that we thank you because she is a phenomenal character um mm-hmm. and with that i'd say that we've pretty much wrapped up a ventress analysis how's it feel yeah i think it it definitely you know i do want to see more of her i do want her to see definitely be in the new battlefront uh if you've been listening to other podcasts uh I definitely portray or express that I have a love for the 2017 uh, Battlefront game. And if she was in that with Ahsoka, that game would be just complete. I think it would be complete, at least. Um, I know they were planning on doing it. Everything's been up in the air. Um, And I know they've been talking about adding Padme. But, uh, yeah, I think adding at least Asajj and Ahsoka would be phenomenal phenomenal to the game (laughs) um and if you out there listener share those opinions you should uh tweet at us and tell us about that um our twitter is wannabe jedi cast that is wannabe jedi cast all one word um and our instagram as well we are we will be posting different arts artwork that we have um courtesy of my lovely wife our instagram is wannabe jedi podcast all one word and then finally our website as we've mentioned before is wannabe jedi podcast.com that there you can listen to all the episodes as well as see different fun facts about us and a contact us page um and with that we are announcing next week's character josh you want to do the favors Ooh, yes i would love to announce the character so we are going to be doing Sabine Wren from Star Wars Rebels and maybe a future show. So we're going to get into that, have a bunch of opinions on um, maybe a future show that, that they're working on, as well as the past show Star Wars Rebels and how she's portrayed, what character she plays, what role she plays in in Star Wars Rebels, and how she's a part of that Phoenix Squadron team slash family. Love it. And we will see you guys all next week. Take care, everyone. May the force be with you all.